welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're here to talk about some yarn stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! No news this week. It's been quiet around here, but I did finish a thing. Ooh. I finished my last Socktober socks. Oh, they're so pretty! Yeah, so I used a gradient double knit sock length and I did these two at a time. They're kind of vanilla-ish socks for my sweetie. Um, I do a line of ribbing across the uh, front of the leg and top of the foot for a little extra stretch but I think they turned out really nice they're so um, nice they're kind of sunrise mm-hmm. yeah yeah they go from light blue to brown to green uh I did a flegal heel and I just used some um just gray commercial sock yarn for that and uh, this is my last October pair of socks I finished it a couple days into November but I got to the cuffs I got to the cuffs before October ended. So I feel, I feel pretty good. I got very close to my goal of four pairs of socks. You're impressive. Yeah. Did you finish anything? No. <laughs> Sweet. Well, what you've been working on then? Uh, I have socks that are almost done. You saw this finished one and now mm-hmm. I am like almost to the toe on the second Ooh, sock. Wow. You really crushed it. Yeah, these are my West Yorkshire spinners uh, in the pheasant colorway uh, mm-hmm. socks that are like the self-striping uh, kind of like moody rainbow-ish mm-hmm. color. And I think they look really nice. They're going to be a gift miss present for my dad. Uh, so yeah, I just have like a couple more stripes and then it's time to do the toe. So I might try and finish these tonight we're going on a trip to just like a tiny house cabin uh on a lake this weekend uh and it's like three hours away so i'm gonna do some car knitting so i think i want to start new socks for that so i don't have to like kitchener and stuff in the car mm-hmm. i think for my new socks i'm going to use this felici that Ooh, i've had it's so cheerful sitting in my stash uh which is the fiesta colorway and i think it's supposed to be like fiesta wear inspired because there's like some like avocado like olivey greens and deep purple mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah i thought that would be fun nice nice so when you did socks for others do you do a wedge toe like you do for yourself so that there's a left and right sock you just do, i do uh, for my symmetrical- mom because her feet mm. Or why my feet look like they do. Uh, but mm-hmm. for other people with more regular feet, I do not. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've been working on really is my waxing moon border. It looks so good well. in your Instagram picture. Yeah. So I'll try and keep the spoilery parts uh, away for anybody who's watching this in the video form. But I... Uh, it's it's coming along super well. I'm into Strawberry Moon, so I'm almost halfway done. It looks really good. Yeah, I really love the border. It's hard to see. Um, yeah, it it works better when it's blocked lace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been going pretty quick. I've been putting a lot of good progress. I'm about halfway done. I'm so excited to block this and wear this as, as the luscious cape it is. So, like, see, I've got a whole lot. I've got a whole lot done. Yeah, for sure. Delightful. Very nice. Delightful. You've been working on anything else? Yeah, I've been working on my lace thing. Ooh, yes, yes. And I finished the last chart before beads. So beads are imminent. 
Mm -hmm. And what color beads did you pick again? I have these dynamite seed beads by Matsuno and they're Mm -hmm. like iridescent pinky purple. They have like Mm. an iridescent coating. Nice. So they're really shiny. Awesome. So I think that will look nice. They're they're Mm -hmm. very similar in color to the shawl. They're just slightly darker. So I think they're going to be like Mm -hmm. subtle sparkle, not like super clear contrast bead dots. So that'll Mm be nice. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been working on because it like it said it takes quite the time to do a row and it's gonna take even longer when I'm putting beads on there. But beads are so fun. They are fun. I need to look at the chart that I did for beads because I think I might have put too many beads in the chart. Mm. I mean to scale back the beads, the beadage. Mm-hmm. Just because to to accommodate the amount of beads you own, or just because you think it's gonna be too much beads in the project, or both both nice i have it so i was i was putting like beads in let's look at the chart i can tell you exactly how many beads there are so it's a 20 row chart and Mm -hmm. i think i have it so i was putting beads in like every 20 stitches for the whole row for Mm. every right side row and i think that's gonna be oh that's a lot way too many beads i just i've never actually written a beaded pattern But I was Mm -hmm. looking at, uh, I don't know why I can't find this chart, but I was looking at uh, a beaded shawl that I have knit. And I was like, this shawl doesn't have that many beads. I should change this. There don't need to be Mm -hmm. that many beads. (laughs) Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is too many beads, I'd say. (laughs) Too many beads. Yep, yep. So I think I'm going to alter that so it's like, Every four rows you put beads in, maybe that's probably more reasonable mm-hmm. than every other row. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds good. Hmm. Have you been working on anything else? Nope. Nope. Just, you know, shawl forever. Well, tell me the things you've acquired then. Well, I acquired this book, which mm-hmm. I pre ordered. Oh, book. yeah. Laura Olympus, Volume One by Rachel Smythe. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is a webcomic that you can read, Laura Olympus. It's free online. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. a really pretty webcomic with mm-hmm. really nice digital art. Um, mm-hmm. It's about Hades and Persephone. They're like in love. Mm-hmm. And Hades is blue and Persephone is pink, which, and all the gods mm-hmm. are different colors, which makes for like nice art. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like, volume it's each like webcomic posting is called an episode so this is episodes one through 25 and they're on 179 Mm -hmm. of the comic so this like Mm -hmm. doesn't even scratch the surface of the comic but Mm -hmm. I really like this comic and it's online for free so I wanted to support the artist and give them Mm -hmm. some money because I like it a lot and I think the book is pretty nice that's awesome And, and for sure like I'm a big fan of that too like Whenever I don't know. Like Maybe a- I'll give it to someone. Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing that's cool. You'll like it. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've I'm no longer a broke college student, I like to like support free content people if they have a co- coffee coffee account or something. Mm-hmm. It's always yeah. good. Or like, if you like their products, get a copy like Emily. Yeah. Um, And then the other exciting thing I got is my own thing, (laughs) Um, which is the washi tape for my Kickstarter came. 
washi uh, washi so this is the packaging it's in like a little shrink mm-hmm. wrap and i designed these stickers that are on all of them and it mm-hmm. has the uh what the tape pattern is on the front mm-hmm. which is nice and it's got my logo and these are the mm-hmm. three different washi designs Ooh. they turned out so nice i'm so happy with them mm-hmm. there's one with general witchy stuff there's one with the um elemental triangles and Emily's cute little designs in there. And then the tarot-y one with all the suits and the cards and the sparkles. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so pretty. I opened these ones so I could take pictures and like put, put the tape on paper to see what it looks like on paper. Cause it looks like it's like muddled in the roll, but it's not, it's just cause washi's kind of see-through. Yeah. So this one has a really long repeat, uh, the witchy one, like, mm-hmm. The whole roll doesn't repeat at all. Like nice. it's really long. Not like the whole roll, but like that you can see right now. Mm-hmm. That's all different. The whole stuff. circumference. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, and that means that um, stickers, orders that have just stickers and washi, no metal or pin products uh, are going to be shipping mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks. Nice. So that's fancy. That's so exciting. Yay. Well, cool. So I guess uh, we can talk about our little cult corner stuff this week. Yeah. And this week we're going to do another rock because we're going to occasionally talk about rocks. Rocks are and, fun. And we picked lapis lazuli this week. Oh, I have a visual have aid. I do. I have these two little lapis pieces. I also wore my coven shawl, my long distance coven mm-hmm. shawl, because I thought it was thematically appropriate. It's blue. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I have I this little have, lapis tower. I only have one little chunk. I don't know if that is lapis. It's blue. I think it might be soda light. <laughs> but it's got the little veins running through it like lots of lapis does. Soda, soda light. Mm, might be then. Well, I have a blue rock. <laughs> I can't. It might be because of your uh, yellow filter, though. I can't tell. That looks more like lapis. Yeah. Little chunky chunks yeah. in my childhood rock collection. Rocks. Yeah, I like Love this it. tower because it has like really nice pyrite veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I did find a bunch of fun facts. Mm-hmm. So it's lapis lazuli. Is it lazuli or lazuli? I say lazuli, but I mm-hmm. who knows if I'm saying that correctly. Mm. Anyway, we don't know. So don't come at us, please. (laughs) We're going to try real hard. Um, So it's semi-precious and it's been something that people have liked since the Neolithic era. There is evidence of lapis lazuli, like beads and stuff dating to around the 7th century BCE, which is really cool. Um, And the majority of it, of the lapis in the world is mined in uh, Northeastern Afghanistan, but there's also deposits in Chile and Siberia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest one and longest like history of it is the one in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's been being mined for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And so lapis lazuli is Latin for stone of the sky or stone of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and entomologically, that's where you get a, a lot of the Latin languages words for blue, which is like azul, azuro, and such. That's where that's where that comes from. Yep. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the Egyptians because that's the sort of things I like to look into. I didn't write down anything about the Egyptians because I figured you got that covered. 
<laughs> yeah. So there's obviously a lot of trading between like the cradle of civilization area and Egypt. So all of the Egyptian lazuli, uh, lapis lazuli stuff uh, came from, probably came from that a large mine in Afghanistan, but the Egyptians were just like nuts for it. I mean, it's a really pretty blue color. It reminds most uh, civilizations and peoples of like the sea or the sky. And it was super duper popular for scarabs, um, which were just little amulets of protection that were very fairly common in ancient Egyptian society. And it's in to the Egyptians, it symbolized protection and like truth and judgment, but like truth in like a judicial slash weighing of your soul sort of way. Cool. Mm-hmm. And like something that I thought was neat is there's all these artifacts, artifacts we have in lapis that are signets or seals that uh, the Egyptians and Greeks and Romans all use as signet jewelry. Like they have like a signet bead that they w- was worn on like a necklace or like a signet ring that was easy to press into clay. And it would show a really detailed image in the wax and it could even show text as well. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. I did have yeah. one ancient Egypt thing that you didn't mention that I thought was neat, which mm-hmm. was that Cleopatra used it as an eyeshadow pigment. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would believe it. And it's most famously in Tutankhamun's death mask. That's where like, you'll see a super um, famous Egyptian artifact with lots of lapis in it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Rock facts wise, it is a metamorphic rock. And mm-hmm. unlike many other gem uh, materials, it is not a mineral. It is a rock composed of multiple minerals. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and the blue color of it uh, comes from the presence of lazurite, uh, which is a blue silicate material and is related to sodalite. And it is also found near uh, ingenious intrusions where there is limestone or marble that has been altered by hydrothermal metamorphism. That's super interesting. I don't know what a lot of that means, but it's cool to like know about like how different colors of stones come from like where they are in different places in the rock the earth is sweet mm-hmm. um earth is super neat geology is really cool yeah so in the middle ages lapis lazuli started to be exported to europe from afghanistan and its most common use was for jewelry and paint uh, it was made into ultramarine blue, which we did talk about in our uh, colors episode on blue. And it was the most expensive of all of bl- the blue pigments to use in paint because it is from a semi-precious rock. And imagine it, ground, grinding up a semi-precious stone for paint. Yeah, but it's like the only naturally occurring blue that is that bright of a blue there's like no other mm-hmm. way to get a blue that is that bright from that portion of the world obviously indigo is a really really bright bright blue but people in the middle ages in europe didn't know about indigo and indigo less for oil painting more for cloth dyeing mm-hmm. so ultramarine was used by lots of artists in the renaissance and baroque period it's most often used for the virgin mary um representing her color because they gotta use the the most expensive paint for the most religiously religious i also saw that it was found in dental tartar of medieval nuns like they were eating it on wikipedia too but it didn't say why so i was like that's weird and i tried to look it up but i wasn't finding anything so weird wikipedia fact for you 
scientists um, tell us why these nuns were eating lapis yeah what were they doing were they just licking their paintbrushes like la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, it was so expensive and it's you can still buy uh ultramarine blue paint mostly as like a novelty factor or people who do like historical painting demonstrations and it's over one thousand dollars per pound so it's really expensive other examples of it being used in paintings aside from the Virgin Mary, it is the blue in Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night. Mm. And it's also the blue in the headscarf of a uh, girl with a pearl earring. Interesting. And I think it's also, I mean, this is still religious, although not Virgin Mary's clothes. It wasn't it the blue in the sky in the Sistine Chapel? Probably. I don't know. I saw I don't know. something when I was I, Googling. I don't personally know that, but yeah, very possibly. I mean- Certainly he used it, but I'm, I don't know if it was specifically this guy or not. He had all that good uh, Catholic church money to buy as much fancy paint. Buy as all the fancy blue paint. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So something else interesting I read about Lapis was how in Buddhism, there's like an aspect of the Buddha, which is uh, associated with medicine and healing. And a lot of times, like a version of the Buddha made out of lapis, like a little statue or icon is uh, associated with medicine and healing. And I only just briefly Googled it and I was like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce any of that. And those are traditions that I am very much not a part of. So I won't delve into that one too deep, but that's an interesting one. uh, Should you be interested to go looking into is like the, how lapis uh, figures into the medicine and healing aspects of that particular version of the Buddha. Cool. Yeah. And so lapis is typically like multicolored in some way. Mm -hmm. There are pure blue examples of it, but uh, it is often like has little speckled grains of gold in it. And the gold Mm -hmm. is typically pyrite Uh, and it can form in like little speckles or it could be in like distinct layers. Mm -hmm. So I think that's neat uh, because it can be multicolored and blue and yellow are a nice contrasting color. So it's like very Mm -hmm. vivid contrast, which is sweet. And in order to be called lapis lazuli, it must have uh, at least 25% blue lazurite. So 25 to 40 is like lapis lazuli zone. And then another fun fact is that in the Western area, they didn't discover sapphires until the Roman Empire. There are examples of sapphires being referenced in the Old Testament, uh, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't have had sapphires yet. So all of those examples of sapphires are actually probably lapis lazuli. So yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple quotes, uh, that I won't read because we don't want to read Bible quotes, but yeah, they're talking of sa- sapphire stones being carved. And it was, I mean, they were pretty much guaranteed to be lapis lazuli because they didn't have sapphires yet. But our listeners come to us for Bible quotes. <laughs> eh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But, uh, uh in, I was just going to say in modern, like spiritual, Uh, paganism and stuff lapis tends to symbolize like truth and wisdom Mm -hmm. and mental clarity yeah like open communication harmonious Mm -hmm. relationships good judgment Mm -hmm. truth it's a it's like Mm -hmm. often a symbol for truth so Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. And I think it's used a lot too in the um, like evil eye it jewelry is. and stuff. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of lapis. Yeah. And, and the eye, become- I saw that the eye of Horus is often made with lapis. Mm-hmm. Like a jewelry okay. symbol. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whole tradition of that thing. That's super neat. Did you have anything else? Nope. Blue rocks. Sweet. Blue rocks. We like rocks so much. Mm-hmm. That's a fun little discussion about lapis. Mm-hmm. Yay. Stay tuned for more exciting rock talk in the weeks to come. Well, I guess there's just a little bit of promo before we uh, get this show on the road. I think the only thing I really have is that uh, mini skating kits are still available for pre-order for the Power of the Full Moon Club, should you be interested. Mark in my Etsy shop, and you can find links to everywhere we are around the internet through our website, fibercoven.com. Hooray! So if you're looking for us, that's where you can find us. And thank you so much for hanging out with us for another week. And we'll see you later. And until next time, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.